TII item 416, December 30th, 2016, iOS 10.2.1 beta 2 and my AirPods review. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand, and that I do everything with, and has become an extension of who I am. This episode is sponsored by Away. Go to awaytravel.com slash TII and enter promo code TII to save $20 off the best luggage you've ever owned. Today's episode is sponsored by Harry's. Go to harrys.com right now and enter code TII at checkout to claim your free trial set and free post-shave bomb. That's harrys.com and enter coupon code TII. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending in the music here in the background. Jeff wrote, Hi, Rob. Made this song called Dreamer with my iPhone 4S using GarageBand app for the free downloads and more music. Follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Regards, Jeff J. Well, thanks, Jeff, for the music. Folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. The artwork for this episode is something I created with a picture of me and my wife from Halloween 2015. I added the text with the overwrap. This picture is with my wife dressed as Princess Leia, the original white outfit from episode four, A New Hope, not the gold bikini from episode six. This would be the last anyone ever heard of me if I released the gold bikini photo, if said photo existed, which I'm not saying it does. You can see the artwork for the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 416 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com and please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. And I'm out of music again. So if you have some music you've created on iOS device, please, please, please send it in. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, our approach is different. The metaphor I like to take is, if it's Star Wars, you have these robot personalities like C-3PO who run around and he tries to do stuff for you, messes up and makes jokes. He's kind of a comic relief guy. Our approach is more like Star Trek. Right, Starship, Enterprise, every piece of computing surface, everything is voice aware. It's not that there's a personality, it doesn't have a name, it's just computer. Mateus Duarte, Director of Android User Experience, Google, 27th, October 2011. It is okay for technology we work with to have a personality. There's a reason Princess Leia put the plans in the R2 unit. It was a feisty little guy. So now you have three primary voice personalities, Siri, Alexa, and Google. Okay, four if you count Cortana. Uh, this first, the first two there seem approachable. But Google, hmm, well, the commercials fall flat with me. Just saying. For our promo codes this week, no soup for you. Sadly, no good marketing-minding devs that were looking to spread the precious word about their app in exchange for giving up the five not-so-precious promo codes. You are a half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder of an app dev if you have not sent in your promo codes or even just a 60-second or less review of your free app. Again, a quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. 
About six days after the release of iOS 10.2.1 Beta 1 came Beta 2. As with any double dot update, this one is about squashing bugs and optimizing performance. And Beta 2 is about squashing more bugs than Beta 1 and better optimizing than Beta 1. I looked over quite a few posts about the Beta 2 update, and not one of them listed a single new feature. Actually, none of them listed any new updates or features for Beta 1 either. So 10.2.1 looks to be purely about squashing bugs and optimizing performance. I've had it running on my iPhone 7 Plus for a while now, and I have not seen any issues. But then again, I don't know of any bugs that were squashed either. When I originally ordered my AirPods, I was told by Apple I would not see them until January 12th. However, I am happy to report Apple actually shipped them to me on December 27th. You can see the unboxing video in the TI app, which is right between episodes 415 and episodes 416. I need to qualify that this review of the AirPods is based on just three days of use of them. Per the fit and feel, for me, they are really comfortable. I have not had them fall out, or not one time, and really, I don't even remember them even feeling loose. After a while with them, you kind of just forget they're in. Per how they look when they are in, that is a subjective question. One my wife was more than willing to give her opinion, which was, quote, you look really dorky. Those are apples? Really? They need to do better than that, unquote. So yeah, there's that issue. My wife is not techie at all, so understand that from her perspective, these things are, quote, hideous, unquote, which was another word she said. And she said, you really need me on the show to tell people what I think. But I'm guessing you kind of get the gist of it. She would rather kiss a Wookiee than put these things in her ears. However, as more and more people get AirPods, it will become more and more common. Uh, not sure if that de-dorkifies them or not. Just it will make people more and more numb to them. Now let's talk about things a little less subjective. Setting them up was really easy. Place them within a couple of inches of your iPhone and open the lid on the AirPods case with them in it, and it asks if you want to pair. If you want to use them with your Mac as well, well, then you need to have Sierra installed. Sorry, El Capitan will not cut it. I'll be updating to Sierra this weekend, hopefully, and then I can use them and do some direct recording on the computer and see how they work uh, for future episodes. For how they sound? I think they sound great. Okay, so that's subjective. But in my opinion, they sound great. How you control them? Not so great. If you are getting a call, you have to tap twice on one of them to answer the call. But if you tap twice and it answers, but then there's a delay and you thought it did not answer and you tap twice again, it hangs up on you. At least uh, I think that's what's happening with me a couple of times already. It's really, really easy to accidentally hang up on somebody. Um, I like to put my hands up to my ear when I'm talking with someone. It's just, you know, just this habit of doing that. Put my hands up over my earpiece. And if you double tap when you're talking to someone, putting your hand up to your ear, if you just jitter a little bit, it hangs up. But these are not just about talking on the phone. There is listening to podcasts and music. And here is where there's one clear disadvantage. If you want to increase the volume, you double tap and then Siri kicks in and you have to ask Siri to raise or lower the volume. There is no volume up and down button like on the wired earpods. 
I mean, you can also pull your phone out too. Um, if you want to pause a song, you pull one of the AirPods out of your ear. Really, that is how you pause. No kidding. Okay, if you want, you can change the double tap settings from Siri um, when you double tap to play pause. You do that by going to settings, Bluetooth, and with the AirPods connected, tap on the eye, and then you'll see the full page of settings. This is on your iPhone. Um, one, one, one of the changes is the double tap behavior. By default, it is Siri, but you can also choose play slash pause or off. I recommend you leave it at Siri because you're going to need the extra controls. There is also options for automatic ear detection. This is on by default. When you place an AirPod in your ear, it automatically routes the audio on your air, to your AirPod. If for some reason you want to manually control this, turn it off there. But most likely you'll want to leave it on. Apple has basically replaced the three-button controller with Siri by default, which is again why you want to leave it on which means you have to vocalize anything you want to do. Say you're in a library and you want to lower the volume. Yeah, you need to pull out your phone and do it that way. God, pulling out your phone. Um, you know, Because if you're going to ask Siri in the library, yeah, that's not ideal. Uh, same thing with switching tracks. Yes, I know you can adjust the volume or switch tracks of something playing with your Apple Watch if you have an Apple Watch. To do so, push the side button on your Apple Watch and then find the now playing widget and there you can change the volume with the digital crown or switch tracks, which is way, way, way more complicated and distracting when you're driving your car, for example, than simply reaching up and tapping the up or down volume buttons on the traditional wired ear pods or pressing the center button twice quickly for skipping to the next song or, or podcast track. With the AirPods, you can use them either in tandem or one unit only. Both have mics. If you are a heavy user, you may need to go with just one at any given time, with the other unit in the charging case ready to go when the current one dies. It is either that or having downtime while they're both charging. I mentioned the Roam Ropes before, the Bluetooth headphones. Uh, one thing I really liked about them is you can be charging them while using them, and they have a three-button controller. And they are a lanyard design, so they will never fall out and be lost. And while, as I said, the AirPods did not fall out when I was using them, the level of anxiety walking around with them in is something that will last a while and will never go away when you're standing in front of a urinal. The lanyard design completely eliminates that fear. Another issue with the AirPods, if you are a podcaster, they do not register with Boss Jock nor many other recording apps. Some apps they do work with, but most recording apps, no soup for you. Hopefully, this is something the devs can fix in future updates of those third-party apps. If you listen for a while, you know I like to read reviewers' last paragraphs of their reviews of new products. So here is my longish last paragraph of my review of Apple's AirPods. The AirPods are not perfect. They are annoying little paper cuts with them, i.e. not easy to adjust the volume, too easy to accidentally hang up on, and they are easily ingestible by small dogs, to name a few of those paper cuts. But the AirPods are still the best Bluetooth headphones overall for the iPhone and or Apple Watch. Are the AirPods a necessary purchase? Well, if your iPhone does not have a 7 in its name, nope. 
If it does, then they kind of sort of are. If your reasoning so far for not buying the AirPods is the fear of them falling out, then that is not a valid reason. If your reasoning for not purchasing AirPods is the fear of looking like a dork, then yeah, save your money for a while. But remember, even bell-bottoms were in fashion at one time. And I predict so too will be the AirPods. Sorry, honey, but for now, you have to deal with your husband looking like a dork in public because I do like them so far. From Jonah Salvatore in the TII Google Post community, quote, I have been running with them and they haven't fallen out yet. I also have been shaking my head on purpose and they haven't fallen out yet, unquote. And thanks to Jonah for also pointing out that if you tap on the battery level on your watch face, it shows on the power reserve screen not just the percentage of battery left for your Apple Watch, but also the percentage for the left AirPod and the percentage for the right AirPod. So you don't need to be using them with your Apple Watch, uh, just your iPhone, and it still will show on your Apple Watch. Hi, Rob. I'm recording this using my new AirPods, and I thought I'd give you my review of them. I ordered them straight after receiving the notification from the TII app that they were on sale. I was given an expected shipping date of the 20th of December, but they arrived a day early, so I've had them for nearly a week now. They were really easy to set up, and you only need to go to Bluetooth in settings the first time you pair them. After that, they pair automatically with an audible chime each time you place them in your ears. When they're in their charging case and you open it up within a few centimetres of your phone, a box is displayed on your phone screen showing the battery percentage for each AirPod individually, as well as for the charging case's battery. On the day after I got them, I started using them first thing in the morning with a full charge and left them paired and in my ears until they went flat to see how long they'd last. They went flat after nine and a half hours, which included about three hours of podcast playback, as well as a couple of short phone calls. I assume that the five hours of use they are rated for doesn't include any standby time. Also, the podcasts were played back at nearly triple speed, so with more data streaming to them per minute, they may have run out faster than they otherwise would have. The batteries may also last longer after they've gone through a few charge cycles. The case charges the AirPods quite quickly, and from what I've seen, it appears you could certainly get 24 hours of use from one charge of the case. I noticed that the left AirPod went flat a few minutes before the right one, probably because I've been using the right one for all my double tap gestures, which can be configured in settings to either activate Siri or to be a play pause button. When a call comes in, you can also double tap to answer and to hang up the call. When a call did come in, I glanced at my Apple Watch and noticed that the answer call button had an AirPods logo on it, indicating that the call would be answered through the AirPods rather than the Apple Watch speakers. As far as sound quality goes, they're great, and I can't hear much difference between them and the normal earpods in back-to-back -back testing. I've never even heard a hint of static from them, and I was able to walk around the house with no loss of signal. The main disadvantage of the AirPods is the inability to easily skip to the next or previous track, skip 30 seconds forwards or backwards, or adjust the volume without using Siri, so I found myself using the now playing view a lot on Apple Watch, which allows me to play and pause, skip forwards or backwards, and use the digital crown to adjust the volume. I didn't really need a new pair of headphones as I have some Bose QC15 noise cancelling headphones as well as a couple of pairs of earpods, but I had some spare money and just wanted to try the new technology. Overall, the AirPods are awesome and I definitely recommend them to anyone who wants some good quality wireless headphones. Keep up the good work, Rob, and I hope some of the other listeners found my review useful. Regards, Matt from Adelaide, Australia. And Matt then followed up with this email. Hi, Rob, I just realized that I forgot to include something in my reviews. And that is that when you are listening to something with your AirPods, it will automatically pause when you take one AirPod out and will resume playing as soon as you put it back in. Regards, Matt. Matt, thanks for all your great feedback. Audio message from the Apple AirPods. Calling again from my office just to 
see how this sounds. And that was, of course, me just testing them out where I made my first phone call with them just to see how they sounded when I called to my 206-666-6364 number. That's the 206 Moon Dog number. They sound pretty good. Uh, again, I need to get some apps and I need to update my computer and I'll do some better recording quality tests with them where it's direct to the computer or direct to the iPhone and not through the phone system. So as far as a phone system sounds, they sound fine, uh, but it sounds like you're calling on a phone. Um, I'll do some more testing in future episodes where you can hear how it sounds direct digital recording to either the iPhone or my laptop. We are happy to have Away sponsoring us again. To save $20 on the best luggage, go to awaytravel.com slash TII and use promo code TII. Christmas and Hanukkah have come and gone, and now it is time to treat yourself to something special. And if you travel at all, Away has the absolute best luggage for you. I know you've been traveling, some of you, these past couple weeks, and you probably had luggage that was suboptimal. Away sent me their carry-on bag earlier this year, and as I said before, I love it. It has a 10,000 milliamp hour battery pack built in that will charge an iPhone 6 or 7 five times. The best part is you can be charging it as you're walking through the airport or waiting online or even in the restroom. Or in my case, last month when I was in New York City, walking around the city. But beyond the battery pack, it is a great bag. It meets my requirements, wheels under all four corners, swivels 360, making it easy to get down the aisle and smooth flow in the airport. And it has double wheels under each corner, so very rugged. And that's something I really like in my suitcase. It is lightweight and very, very durable and comes with a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they will fix it or replace it for you for life. When I was in New York City in November, I walked over 10 miles in three days with my away suitcase and tow, and it held up great. I'm talking from Wall Street up to Midtown, down to Tribeca, and then over to Chelsea, and then over to Penn Station. That is not smooth ground to cover. There were lots of cracks, bumps, and bruises, and the wheels held up great. It is one thing to go through an airport, but completely another to do 10 miles of sidewalks and streets in New York City. Still not convinced, though? Well, there is a 100-day trial. If it's not for you, then just return it for a full refund, no questions asked. I love when companies stand behind their products like that. The Away bag comes with a charging cord, and it comes in a really nice laundry bag. And on the inside, there's a bag for your shoes that's snapped in there. They really looked at all the details in making the best carry-on bag I have ever owned or seen. Even the shipping box has a nice Away travel artwork on the inside. Very Apple-ish. Very, very Apple-ish. In addition to the original carry-on, they just added a second slightly larger carry-on, and they also have a mid-size and a larger check-in bag, but only the carry-on bags, the two sizes of carry-on bags, those are the only ones with the battery pack. To save $20, go to awaytravel.com slash TII and use promo code TII. Again, awaytravel.com slash TII and use promo code TII to save $20. This will make a great post-holiday present for yourself iFixit did a teardown of the AirPods and its charging case, and they gave them a score of 0 out of 10 for repairability. So unlike Darth Vader, once your AirPods go to the dark side, they are not coming back. Only Apple could be so bold to make a device that costs so much and is so completely unrepairable. Granted, the repairability score is as bad as it gets, 
but some initial testing shows their survivability is actually really good. The AirPods survived 10-foot drops, just in case you have them in your ears when you are doing a chin-up dunk or walking around on stilts. And they survived a trip through the washing machine and submersion under a foot of water for five minutes, none of which I would ever suggest you voluntarily test on your own. They will get washed. I think that's a given, since if you go out in public with them, you are likely to take the charging case, and you will no doubt at some point forget the case is in your pocket and into the washing machine they will go. Or you might just put the AirPods directly in your pocket, forget about them, and into the wash they go. One thing I did not see them do is run them through the dryer testing that was. But again, initial tests from one YouTube video shows that for 10-foot drops and washing machine tests, the AirPods hold their own. Which means if you are out running with them and you're sweating, your sweat should not damage them. If you are running with them and it starts to rain, same thing. They should be fine. So running in the rain, walking in the rain, heck, even singing in the rain. Well, Apple has your back with the AirPods, that is. International Business Times, IBT, is one of those questionable news sites, with quotes around news sites, that overuses link bait titles and overfills their site with annoying ads. One such link bait title was, quote, Apple AirPods can catch fire, question mark. New headphones batteries can ignite if not recycled properly, breakdown found, unquote. Except, yeah, that is all BS, question mark. So the answer is simply, yes, it is BS. And no, they will not catch fire. The improper recycling is if you were to try to recycle the AirPods like you do wired headphones by putting them through a shredder. So unless you have a metal shredder in your ear hole, yeah, you're going to be just fine. Really what the article that the writer of IBT's article clearly did not actually read was trying to say is that wired headphones, they are easier to recycle and get the base metals from than it will be to get those base metals from AirPods. The article from IBT was so bad it even said this, quote, with the launch of the iPhone 7, which does not have a headphone jack and thus requires a pair of wireless headphones, Apple users will no longer receive the white string headphones that are much easier to recycle, according to Reuters, unquote. Except two things. One, that's not what Reuters said. And two, as everyone listening already knows, the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus do come with the wired headphones. The AirPods are optional, not required. Anyway, if you see any articles saying that AirPods can catch fire, likely it is more misreporting of the really, really bad or, I guess, par for the course journalism from International Business Times. Hello, Rob. This is Justin from Pennsylvania. I was calling uh, just to give my little two cents about Mario Run. I think uh, people that are used to the App Store pricing, $10 is going to seem like a little little much. I'm pretty glad because I think I want Nintendo on the App Store. I think they make the best games that are accessible to everyone. I think they... You know, when you do those analog sticks on the virtual screen, those suck. Uh, and they made it a runner to get around that. How I do think the game is is quite good. I think it has the Mario look and polish and music. I mean, I always I hate to turn the sound off on it like I do to a lot of mobile games. But I think the price point we need people need to realize is that I think we should support games that don't have the free to play 
nickel and dime you and try to stop you from playing the game unless you pay, unless you pay ten dollars. That's it. There's not an ad on it. Even for the free version, they're not hitting with ads. It's the free version is the first world free ten dollars. You just play, and you get to play against other people. There's multiple modes. I've played. I've put about six to ten hours in it already. I still have not. Uh, finished everything. I still have not upgraded the world all the way. I mean, ten dollars is a bargain for this, and Nintendo is the, some of the best game makers out there. And I think will be. I'm excited to see what their next effort would be, because um, Mario, I think, was a good fit. But I'd love to see something like Zelda or or Metroid or just something else, and maybe a different format to fit the phone. But I think it could be really great to see other great Nintendo games. Uh, come in because the free-to-play model, I think, is a model that is anti-consumer in the way that you don't even realize it. You think, oh, I, but in the way that you don't want to pay for a game, you get used to the game abusing you back with ads. And I know it's a little bit of a long review, and that's kind of a little commentary on free-to-play games as it is. I, I love the once-and-done pay. I'll gladly pay another $5 for more levels, but... Other than that, I think it's a great game. I think anyone uh, looking to play Super Mario on your phone, I think they did it. So thank you very much, Rob, and have a great day. Bye. Justin, thanks for that review and sticking with this theme. Hi, Rob. I purchased the full version of Mario Run on my son's iPhone. All four in our family share an iTunes Store account, and typically in-app purchases extend to all devices logged in under the same account trying to determine if this will be the case with Mario Run. When I do go to the Mario Run purchase screen on my iPhone, I'm given the option to purchase all six worlds for $9.99, even though it was previously purchased on my son's iPhone. There is no indication that I've already purchased it. Not wanting to pay another $9.99, I've held off tapping the purchase button on my iPhone. Just wondering if you are experiencing the same with your family, or if you know if I'll be charged once or Twice. Regards, Mark. Hi, Mark. Thanks for asking. If you have the same iTunes account, which sounds like you do, you can get Mario Run on multiple devices and only pay one time. It looks like you are paying the second time, but after you go through and approve the second purchase on the second device, it says you already purchased it and asks if you would like to download and get it for free on this other device. So the process to buy it the first time and get it free thereafter, uh, tap on Tor from the initial screen, that's at the bottom, and then tap on the red button at the bottom on the next screen, it says purchase screen under the button. Then on the pop-up screen, tap on the big green 999 button. They don't hide it. Uh, Tap that and it will either ask you for your password or to use Touch ID. Then you see the message, quote, you've already purchased this. Would you like to get it again for free, unquote? But you don't see that message until after you've tried to purchase it the second time. Tap OK, and then you have it on your second or third device. Actually, you get taken to another screen that says, quote, your purchase was successful, unquote, and you tap OK again. And then you see all the other levels fill in. I have done this on three devices, but I've only paid one time. Again, the issue that many are going to have is it really looks like you're going to have to pay that second time. I was even willing to do that for the show, just to find out. Luckily, I did not have to actually pay that second time. So I'm happy that I only paid once. My kids are happy because both of them now have it on their phones. And, well, I now have it on my phone, well, just because. 
Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. Send a simple text message, Happy New Year, to another iPhone. It automatically has the video and audio for the fireworks added. Regards, Bill Scholler. Hi, Bill. Thanks for the heads up on this. And it needs to be exactly Happy New Year, not Happy New Year's. So it seems to be very specific to Happy, New, and Year combined in some way. And it is a cool little Easter egg. Thanks again, Bill, for the heads up on that. Hi, Rob. It's Kim from Salem, Oregon. And I hope you had a Merry Christmas and we'll have a Happy New Year or had a Happy New Year, depending on when the next episode comes out. Uh, I just wanted to say about the pebble, that really sucks. I'm sorry that it kind of, well, went the way of um, the disk drive and uh, the inbuilt deep the uh, headphone jack, and all those other little things that are just kind of not around anymore. Anyway, uh, from a blind person's standpoint, at least in my opinion, I think the Apple Watch is the best watch ever. But that's mainly because it's the most accessible watch ever made. So, I mean, I used to use talking watches for quite a long time, and then I had a bunch of Braille watches, and then the Apple Watch was the first time I ever thought of getting a smart watch. And I love it. But um, I'm wondering, you know, what, what's the difference between the Pebble and the Apple Watch? Why did you like the Pebble in some respects over the Apple Watch? So I was just wondering. I don't know. I, I just don't see it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, just let me know. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hi, Kim. The biggest advantage, clearly, of the Pebble Watch versus the Apple Watch, battery life. I mean, they weren't even close. So battery life was... One thing I really liked about it, it lasts and lasts and lasts and lasts. I'll talk a little bit more here. Um, we're going to get into our Google Plus community, and there's some talk there about the Pebble Watch. So let me get into that. And we are now well over 3,500 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode that had lots of comments came from Amico friend who had posted the following, quote, I received a refund from Kickstarter for the Pebble Core and picked up a stainless steel Series Zero Apple Watch uh, about a week ago. So far, I miss the always-on display of the Pebble, but otherwise, I like the Apple Watch. Even if it's not the latest model, battery life is not as bad as I thought, but I do have to charge it daily. Does anyone have a nightstand dock recommendation, preferably something that I can take with me for traveling to? Unquote. And going back to Kim's comments, the always-on on the screen where it doesn't just turn off, that's really nice, especially if you're ever using it for a stopwatch. Uh, that was another thing I really liked about the Pebble Watch. So the screen didn't go dead on you after a few seconds. Back to the Google Plus post, Giard replied, quote, This is nice, cheap, and simple. The material is plastic, but a little bit flexible. It will not break in your baggage. And it's the Apple Watch stand from Spigen, unquote. And then he included a link. Uh, Mike P. replied, quote, I bought my wife the Apple Watch charging dock. It's a bit pricey, $79. Duh, it's Apple. But works very well. It's solid, quite heavy, and folds into a small disc, so it's great for traveling. It also supports nightstand mode. Granted, there are probably plenty out there on Amazon for much cheaper but when I looked around a year ago, there weren't many that supported nightstand mode, unquote. Robert S. replied, quote, Don't forget that the one sold by Apple includes the charging cable and the inductive coupler. 
The price is not so bad when you keep that in mind. All the other nightstands expect you to use your existing charger, so you might end up buying an extra charger cable anyway. And then gave a link to uh, the article on portable chargers for Apple Watch, so you have to find that one over in the Google Plus community. Uh, interestingly, I purchased a nightstand charger from Belkin for my wife for Christmas, and she looked at it and said, no, that's going back. It was a little too big for her tastes. It charged both the Apple Watch and her iPhone, so now we are on the hunt for something functional and stylish, the latter point the Belkin nightstand did not cover at all, according to my wife. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens and dozens of new posts and comments in the TI Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboy's free zone and spammer-free zone. Yep, it is most of a Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 3,500 plus of you already in that community and contributing. There was another post in the Google Plus community I wanted to look into. It was from Steve Banna, and he asked, quote, TV app, I use my iPhone 7 and an HDMI connection to share videos at work and home movies at home via the video app. With the TV app, my home movies disappeared, and I can't figure out what Apple expects you to do to play your saved videos. Anyone figure this out, unquote. Surely that can't be the case, I thought. As the third-party videos that you would upload in iTunes under movies that you had then previously synced to the video app, they must still play natively on your iPhone, right? Uh, no. Actually, when I tried to sync over two videos from my movie section to I on iTunes, here is the error message I received. Quote, iTunes cannot sync movies or TV shows to the iPhone 7 Plus because the Videos app is not installed. You must download the Videos app from the App Store on your iPhone in order to sync movies or TV shows, unquote. Well, there you have it. You just need to download the Videos app from the App Store. And, well, I went in to search for the Videos app in the App Store, and app after app came up that was not the Videos app from Apple. Well, maybe it's just way, way down on the list, and I did not scroll further enough. I know, I'll just search for GarageBand, and then under the title, I'll tap on Apple, and it will show me all the Apple apps in the App Store. And the Videos app will definitely be in that list, right? Um, no. So it seems at least from the App Store on my iPhone 7 Plus, I cannot find the Videos app. Apple said I need that for my videos to play them natively which at that point makes me just want to say, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Except, well, even Obi-Wan can't help here. The new TV app, which booted the video app off your iPhone, the same videos app Apple now says you need to have installed so you can sync over your videos from the movie section of iTunes, the videos app, which is not currently in the App Store, well... Back to the TV app. It does not play your videos natively off your iPhone, but you will get them from the cloud. Seems Apple wants you to put your videos up on the cloud, which is not what I want to do, or is overly practical all the time to do. Ugh. Sorry, Steve. Looks like Apple needs to actually bring back the videos app to fix the issue. I guess we got to have faith. Apple will bring this back. 
And the more and more I think about Apple's focus and direction with the Apple Watch and AirPods, the more I think Apple is trying to say, keep it in your pants. Don't just whip it out anywhere. I mean, if you're in the men's room and standing near the sink and you whip it out, people will look at you oddly and wham. That action may even get you in trouble with the law, as in some places it's illegal to have a camera in a restroom. And guess what is on all smartphones? But if you keep your iPhone in your pants and see who is calling on your Apple Watch and answer on your AirPods, you can save yourself a lot of strange looks and more. So yes, the more I think about it, the more I can see Apple's strategy moving to the hub and spoke model, with the hub being the iPhone and the Apple Watch and the AirPods being two of the major spokes. Here's a little rumor. Sonny Dixon, the guy who's had people leak to him hardware in the past, is claiming to have a source that says iOS 10.3 Beta 1 will be ceded to devs within two weeks, January 10th to be specific. So if by January 11th there is still no iOS 10.3 Beta 1, we know it was not a real source. Either that or unforeseen issues were discovered that caused Apple to delay the rollout. Supposedly 10.3 Beta 1 will have a new theater mode along with a, quote, popcorn-shaped control center icon, unquote. At this point, details are pretty sparse beyond what I just mentioned. I guess you'll have to wake me up before we go go to January 11th to see how this one worked out. The only thing that beats an iPhone is a new iPhone. And the only razor blade to beat a Harry's razor is a new Harry's razor. With Harry's new Gen 2 razor head, they took the best razor and made it the bestest razor I've ever used. And Harry's has also a brand new offer for you. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their popular free trial set, which comes with the razor and Gen 2 five-blade cartridge and shaving gel, all free when you sign up for a shaving plan. You just pay shipping. Plus, there's an additional special offer for you great folks. Enter the code TII at checkout to get a free post-shave bomb added to the order. Harry's post shave bomb is incredible. It soothes and moisturizes, and best of all, my wife says it makes me smell really good, really, really good. So good wearing it now somehow has become code. Per the Gen 2 blade, it is still the great five-blade razor, but they made some improvements. It is more flexible for better control and more comfortable shaving. They added a six-blade at the top for trimming hard-to-reach spots, and they still, of course, have the lubricating strip. I don't just shave my face. If you've met me, you know I shave my whole head. And before Harry's, I tried a lot of different blades, all the expensive four and five blades out there. And the Gen 1 was better than all of them, and the Gen 2 was better than the Gen 1. Harry's moved the bar again, folks. I am 100% a Harry's customer, period. To get the bestest blades, Harry's went and found a German blade factory that was almost 100 years old and purchased it. Harry's owns the most important part of the razor, the blade, and by cutting out the middleman on both sides, that means they can get you the best price possible. Plus, Harry's as an organization helps those looking for jobs by donating 1% of their sales and 1% of their time to help people for professional success. Yes, a shave that feels great from a company you can feel great about. Once again, go to harrys.com right now and enter code TII at checkout to claim your free shave trial set and also your free post-shave bomb. That's harrys.com, then enter the coupon code TII and start shaving better. Thanks, Harry, for sponsoring this show. Hey, Rob, this is Scott from Washington, D.C., Capitol Hill. 
calling uh, back about the problem I'm having with my iPhone 6S Plus. I wanted to tell you what the status was. I reset the new phone that um, iPhone, I mean, Apple had sent me to factory settings, set it up as a new one like you described. Same thing started carrying after about a week and a half. Called Apple, claimed to them that I listened to your pod show, told them that you told me to set the unit up as new because it could be something with one of the apps or something from a restore. Once they heard that I did that, it was no longer an issue of um, try this or try that. They said, okay, send your phone in and we uh, take a look at it and see what type of issue you're having with it. I sent that phone in and I took a older device that I had, like an iPhone 6 Plus, sitting around and I transferred all that information from the phone I mailed to Apple onto this one and it's been clean and free so I'm still waiting on Apple to return me the unit. They sent me an email saying that they fixed it or what have you. So I'll follow up with you again I guess in the next two or three days and let you know outcome of them repairing the brand new unit that they sent me out because of the same issue with the initial unit, if that makes sense. So thanks, Rob. I don't know what it is, but hopefully Apple will fix it. Merry Christmas. Scott, thanks for the feedback. It's really strange that both phones are exhibiting the same issues, even though you set the second one up as a completely new phone. Figure that would have gotten rid of your issue, but sorry to hear that it didn't, and hopefully Apple will get this rectified. And please let us know what the situation wound up being if they tell you. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I was hoping someone might be able to help me with this issue. Has anyone had any luck getting the repairs covered for an iPhone 6 Plus that's suffering from the touch disease? They are now offering to fix it for $149, but even that seems unreasonable given the nature of this defect. Regards, Leaf. Hi, Leaf. We've mentioned this a little bit on the show and said Apple is requiring $149 to fix something many people consider a design issue, but Apple calls a misusage issue. Yeah, not so cool. That said, if anyone out there was able to get an iPhone 6 Plus fixed for free that was showing the issue of touch disease, when was it you had it fixed, and what did you say or do to get it covered for free? Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hi, Rob. Wayne Henderson here from the Packers Fan Podcast. I just wanted to call in because I have one of the unfortunate iPhone 6S devices that is having all sorts of battery issues. I confirmed through Apple support that my serial number was covered in the window. They gave me a case number, had me set up an appointment to my Apple store that's about an hour away. Yada, yada, yada. I get to the Apple store with my confirmed appointment with all parties knowing that this is the reason I'm there is for the battery, and they don't have any batteries. So I have to wait another week or so, and then they can have me come in with my new confirmation number without an appointment and just pop in, leave my phone with them for two hours. I just think this is not how Apple would have been back in the days of Steve Jobs. I mean, I thought they, knowing that that's what I was going to be there for, would have a battery waiting for me instead of having me take time off work, wasting, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's a bit frustrating. I tried telling them about other issues with my phone, and perhaps they'd be willing to just trade out the phone and give me another success, but that was asking a bit too much. They said I'm out of warranty. That costs 300 bucks. 
so frustrating. It just does not seem to be the Apple way, knowing that I'm coming in for a battery and not to have one. And now I have to wait and then go back and, I don't know, I'm sure... Most of the other listeners that are having this issue are having this same exact frustration. So I just wanted to share with the person that I know could most appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Wayne, so sorry to hear of your issues. It reminds me of that one Seinfeld episode where he made a car rental reservation and then gets to the rental car and place and only to be no car. And he's like, well, I made a reservation. And they're like, yes, and that's what you need to do. And then he's like, well, anyway, long story short, his situation was your situation. The reservation didn't mean bupkis. So sorry to hear about that happening with you. This week for a Kickstarter project, we have Access Port, one word. It is a high-res audio amplifier for the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, which includes charging as well. What does it do? Well, according to their Kickstarter page, it does the following. It provides true lossless music playback. You can listen and charge at the same time. No battery is required. Fully compatible with Siri. Physical buttons for music playback allows you to maintain call functions and it offers full 24-bit audio. Yes, yes, this is a dongle for your iPhone 7 and 7 Plus that allows you to plug an 8-inch headphone jack in or 3.5mm jack depending on where you live and what you call it. Their goal was 10K. They have already raised over 45K, so congrats to them. They are funded. If you would like to be part of this, you have until January 20th at 8.56 a.m. Central Time to purchase or pledge for this. Pricing is $29. It is expected to ship globally in March of 2017. Search for Access Port, one word, at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 416. Thanks to Dr. John for this next one, which is an article titled, Four Apps to Get the Most Astounding Scenery on Your Apple TV. One of the four is free. It's titled Scenic TV, and it gives a rotating group of video clips of calming and pretty nature scenes. It also goes over, the article that is, over scenic loops, earth laps, two that are not free, but still pretty low-cost apps for Apple TV. Link in the show notes to the article. And if you have a favorite scenery or background or just an app that you like to have playing up on your Apple TV, maybe with one of the fireplace apps. Let us know your favorite app for Apple TV for background or scenes. Give us a call or shoot us an email. You know the number, you know the email. Hi, I'm Kevin Tulot, the lead iOS dev at Spearman. Spearman is the easiest way to record and share conversations from your smartphone and is available now for iOS and Android. With Spearman, you can share what you love with anyone. It's perfect for interviews, micro-podcasting, or simply talking with someone about a topic you care about. Our community has created and shared conversations on topics like current events, lifestyle and career advice, hot new Kickstarter projects, and even recaps of new episodes of TV shows. Whatever your interests are, Spearman lets you share your perspective with the world. Spearman was built entirely in the Swift programming language and is available for free on the App Store. Find me on Spearman at KC2Lod to talk to me about the app, the Swift language, or iOS development. Thanks, and we can't wait to hear your conversations on Spearman. Thanks to the devs of Spearman for sending over their promo of their app, and a free app, that is. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I went into the music app to discover all my music songs are downloaded for offline use had been removed. 
Unsure why this occurred, but a bit frustrating having to download the songs again. Just wondered if you or your listeners have experience with this issue. Regards, Steve in Brisbane. Well, if anyone out there has lost all their music, I know we've had reports about this in the past, but I thought that was an issue that Apple had fixed. If anyone's recently had all their music disappear and knows why or fixed it, let us know. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Also in the email bag. Hi, Rob. A few months ago, my iPhone 6, not 6S, would suddenly go from 30% to 50% or even 70% battery remaining to shutting down to critically low or critically low battery. On the first visit to the Apple Store, they recommend a wipe and install as a new phone. Did that and the problem persisted. I also noticed that there was a faint bluish streak on the screen that was visible only when the screen was mostly filled with solid white or light gray. When I brought the phone back after a couple of weeks, the genius noticed the streak, told me it was a symptom of a bulging battery, and because the phone was less than two years old, replaced the phone. The lessons are, a battery that suddenly goes from 50% full to critically low is probably not a software problem, and a streak on your screen may be a symptom of a bulged battery. Regards, John W. John, thanks for that feedback. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Can you please talk about Cody and Exodus and the ins and outs of putting it on our iOS devices? Regards, Evan B. Well, Evan, thanks for the email. And I will put that out to anyone that has installed Exodus add-on for Cody on an iOS device. What are the pros and cons that you found? For those that are not in the know, Cody is the open source software, originally called XBMC, which stood for Xbox Media Center. And Cody is now managed by the nonprofit XBMC Foundation. And in a nutshell, Cody turns a smartphone into a set-top box for streaming video content. For the most part, you need to be jailbroken for it. But I did find some tutorials that said you could install it unjailbroken. But it's not something I've tried. Again, I will send out this request for those of you out there that are using Cody, and in the case also having used the Exodus add-on for it on the iOS device, that is. Let us know the pros and cons, and if you're jailbroken or not. Hey, Rob. Rich from Alabama. got a question about my Bluetooth. I've got an iPhone 6 running the latest iOS, and I keep having a problem with Bluetooth not connecting right. It will, if I'm listening to a, your podcast, for example, through my car, it works fine, and then I hit the, the dictation button, say, in iMessages app, to uh, dictate some text, the microphone doesn't switch over to the car, and I have to disconnect the Bluetooth and reconnect it for it to work again properly. And this started maybe a couple, you know, dot one versions ago, or dot one dot one, whatever we're on now, and uh, in the last month. Just wondering if anybody else has had any of these type problems, and if anybody has any solutions. It is a 2010 Acura, so I'm getting, I'm afraid I'm getting to the point where the problem is going to be on uh, the Bluetooth car end with Bluetooth being updated in the phone, but not so in the vehicle. Any help you got, uh, I would certainly appreciate and appreciate all you do. Love the show. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Rich, sorry to hear of your issues. And I'm going to throw this one out to the audience. If anyone knows of Rich's issue, has a solution for it, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206 Moon Dog, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. 
This is a little bit of an older story, but fits with the holidays. You know all those bags you see people walking out of an Apple store with? The ones that say, hey, follow me to my car and see if I leave this bag in the car while I go back for more shopping so you can break into my car and steal this very valuable item. Yes, those bags. And you know how I say Apple patents way, way too many things, and I hate talking about patents as a future product because, well, Apple patents way too many things? Well, take those two things, put them to in a blender, and out pops this story. Apple submitted a patent in the fall for their bags. I'm not going to get into the patent other than to say, really, Apple? A patent on the bags that you put your products in? This is why some people think a few of your patents are, well, kind of, well, like your bags on the weekends, and they're full of it. But hey, next time you're at the Apple store, don't forget to ask for one of those bags. So you can see all the great patent-pending tech that goes into them. Shakes head and wonders why. May the force be with you. Are you Jedi mind tricking me into being your assistant? Wait, I already am your assistant. Him? Did you see Star Wars? No, it's too long, and it's far, far away. May the force be with you. May the sloth be with you. That's what we say. Happy New Year's. You're a day early. New Year's Day is tomorrow. Happy New Year. Hmm, the ball hasn't dropped yet. Happy New Year. Not yet, Robert. We have to wait for the countdown. Five, four, three, two. May the force be with you. May your cup runneth over. It was a tough week this week with the loss of Carrie Fisher. I did some searching to try to find out if she ever had any quotes about the iPhone. As near as I can tell, she was an iPhone user. The only picture I could ever find of her holding a smartphone was an iPhone. And, well, we lost one of our own. When other kids grew up in, in the 70s, I, I was born in the 60s, so I came to age in the 70s, they had pictures of Farrah Fawcett on their walls. I had pictures of Carrie Fisher on the wall as Princess Leia. Star Wars, I saw it over 50 times before I graduated high school. I knew every move and action and line and lyric in that movie, and yes, Han definitely shot first. But Carrie was the one that I fell in love with as a young kid, fantasize about. Today's artwork, you'll see a picture of my wife dressing up as Princess Leia back you know, a year and a, a little over a year ago for Halloween, a fantasy come true. I'll miss Carrie Fisher. We'll all miss Carrie Fisher. Gary, her French bulldog, will really miss Carrie Fisher. And happy that I heard that her daughter is taking care of Gary. So my French bulldog can... can feel at ease knowing that Gary will be well taken care of. Gary, may the force be with you. Thanks again to Harry's for sponsoring this episode. Folks, please go to harrys.com right now and enter coupon code TII at checkout to get your free trial set and post-shave bomb. That's harrys.com and then enter coupon code TII. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to show 206-666-6364. That's 206 Moon Dog. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else. An app, a product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you created on an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. It's your show and your feedback and contributions are greatly desired. Don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayatios.com slash community. 
For $20 off your order of the best luggage at an affordable price, please visit awaytravel.com slash TII and use promo code TII when you check out. Thanks, Away, for supporting the show. Finally, check out the updated TI app, which is free to you. We now have the Apple Watch app included. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TI is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TI app, and then you can see the unboxing video for the Apple AirPods. Until the next time, Happy New Year, and may the force be with you. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.